Hello and welcome to the Rugby Gods Podcast. I'm John Keenan. No mai harimai. Today is November 2nd and now let's talk some rugby. Okay, so doing this one a little bit late today. Uh, doing it in my spare room, so apologies. Could be a little bit noisy. Uh, it's sort of like Monday evening here. Uh, so yeah, it could be a little bit loud in the background. Apologies for that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, just want to recap, uh, basically, Maritain Cup uh, around 8 uh, from the weekend just been. Probably won't talk about the uh, Blazlow Cup 3, um, you know, sort of all-black annihilation um, at, uh, of Australia. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave that maybe for another time, uh, or maybe even uh, next week. Uh, maybe we'll just have like a, a complete series recap, i.e., They've played two in New Zealand for a draw and an All Blacks win, uh, and then they played uh, just this last weekend being uh, October 31st, uh, Halloween, uh, and that was where basically the All Blacks won uh, away in Sydney and, you know, basically won, um, what would you say, they basically won the series, I guess, outright. Two wins and a draw, uh, you know, uh, means that they cannot be overtaken. So, yeah, maybe talk about the All Blacks, talk about the Wallabies uh, next week. Uh, I think for this one, going to keep it pretty short and just, you know, roll on, keep on uh, with the Mighty 10 Cup. So let's get into that. Um, it was around 8 uh, over the weekend. So uh, those games would have been played uh, from Friday the 30th of October uh, through to November the 1st, uh, the three Sunday games. So uh, let's make a start there. Uh, it was a really difficult uh, weekend of prediction, uh, must be said. Uh, hopefully you can remember that, or I'll come back to that uh, when we talk about the uh, community expectation uh, for some of the results. Uh, pretty much everything was falling between sort of, um, you know, like a 40-60 game. You know, most of the games were actually even sort of like 50-50, 50-55, or, you know, 45-55, if you will. So, um, yeah, really tight, really tight wins or like really tight margins and or like nobody, uh, I guess, in the community of 10,000 really knew uh, what way to go on, on most of the games. So, yeah, uh, and then just as a kicker in there as well, uh, there was a quite, uh, a, well, there was at least one, uh, if not two, significant upsets in there as well. So, uh, yeah, let's go through the games uh, one by one. So the first game was uh, Canterbury at home to Otago uh, on the Friday, uh, and Otago won 23-16 over Canterbury. So you would definitely have to say that was one of the upsets, Um, but yeah, well I certainly think it was one of the upsets. Uh, I don't believe uh, Otago has been able to win uh, against Canterbury. Canterbury plural uh, for at least sort of something like 15 years uh, it's been a while uh, not too long but uh, you know fairly long uh, in the terms of um, you know that South Island derby and that rivalry I might have that a little bit wrong but I think it is somewhere around the middle of the 2000s was the last time they got a win um, that's certainly something I heard anyway um, haven't won in, in Canterbury for a very long time probably should have found out those stats uh, before trying to talk around it uh, but yeah, it's definitely not something that Otago does uh, very often. Uh, so, you know, incredible performance from them. It looked like fairly late in the game it was heading towards uh, another golden point. Uh, you might remember earlier in the season, Canterbury uh, played out a golden point with Wellington uh, and then won in extra time <clears throat> or in golden point time. Uh, it looked like something similar was on the cards, uh, you know, heading into that final 10 minutes. 
uh, but Otago was uh, you know good enough uh, to get a converted try in there, uh, split the difference or you know split it open uh, and retain the win or retain the lead and win it. So you know well done to Otago there. Uh, into the Saturday games, the first Saturday game was uh, Wellington at home to Tasman. Uh, and it was pretty terrible conditions, uh, but it was Tasman who won away 19-3. Um, so, you know, to be honest, I think I sort of talked about this last week. Kind of said, I think, you know, Wellington may have their eye off the prize a little bit because they've got a, a round nine Ranfurly Shield Challenge against Hawke's Bay. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kind of thought both Wellington and Hawke's Bay might have their eye off the prize uh, for round eight uh, and really be thinking... Uh, about their matchup in round nine, uh, and I think that was uh, a little bit of the case uh, against uh, or for Wellington against Tasman. Uh, like I said as well, I believe that game was played out in Porirua, which is sort of like suburban Wellington uh, at a small ground, so quite interesting. Uh, and also uh, the weather was 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 pretty diabolical, uh, but Tasman, you know, they they showed how to play uh, in difficult conditions. So yeah, 19-3, uh, keeping Wellington tryless. Uh, that's pretty impressive um, by Tasman, especially because uh, this Wellington team this year uh, heading into that game, I believe they had six uh, try bonus points out of seven matches, uh, which is effectively, you know, you have to score four tries to get a try bonus point or a try point. A try bonus point, yeah, we'll call it that. Um, so I think Wellington had done that uh, in at least six of seven games uh, heading into this one. So for Tasman to, you know, effectively keep a, a clean sheet, if you will, uh, only concede, you know, three points, uh, well done to them. Fairly expected, uh, in, in, in my opinion, though. Uh, moving on to the next game uh, from the Saturday matches, it was Northland at home to North Harbour, uh, and North Harbour won away 24-8. So again, I was, I was pretty confident that, that North Harbour would be able to do that. Uh, you know, it's a premiership, championship uh, sort of mismatch, if you will. Not too much of a mishma- uh, mismatch, but, you know, there is a, a little bit of a class gap there, I think. Uh, and I think Harbour was always going to be, you know, they kind of wanted it. They, I mean, you know, over the last, uh, you know, four rounds with those uh, three very good wins at home against quality opposition, uh, plus a close loss to Wellington, you know, North Harbour really are on you know, a, a hell of a role, like an underrated role, uh, I guess much like Otago uh, in the competition. And, uh, you know, Northland has been a bit stagnant of late, uh, having to play a couple of uh, games away against difficult teams. Um, they had a shield challenge and, you know, didn't really front up too much for that, certainly not in the second half, uh, and were comprehensively beaten. And they were also beaten by uh, an Otago team that was... Um, you know, had taken out a couple of senior players for disciplinary reasons. Uh, and again, they were like well and truly, you know, pre-handled and out of that match as well. So, you know, coming back up north against, you know, North Harbour, their, their neighbour, um, you know, just down the road, it was always going to be a tough ask. Uh, and, you know, North Harbour handled the business pretty easily there. So again, uh, for, in, you know, in my opinion, sort of what I thought would happen. Third match on the Saturday was Auckland at home to Waikato. Uh, and it was Auckland winning uh, 31-10, uh, which was a really good result uh, for Auckland. Uh, Auckland has definitely been uh, more up than down for sure this year, but um, you know they have lost uh, a couple of games, uh, a couple of questionable games, if you will. Uh, and I think this was definitely a marker, a marker game for them. Like where, where is this team actually at? You know, Waikato coming up to Auckland full of confidence. 
believe they're on at least a three, if not four, game winning streak coming up to Auckland. Um, you know, and Auckland hadn't played well the week before. So, and in fact, have had a, a couple of, have certainly had wins, and but you'd have to say they've been uh, relatively scratchy or patchy wins, um, not to take anything away from them, but you know, they're, they're I believe it is at present 6-2 win record, their win-loss record is 6-2, uh, and they are top of um, the Premiership, so they're the number one team in New Zealand at present, um, but you'd have to say the foundations of that um, foundations of some of those performances or that record um, is a little bit questionable but uh, you know coming like turning up on a Saturday night <clears throat> excuse me and uh, you know beating Waikato who uh, heading into round eight were uh, top of the table premiership uh, you know beating them 31-10 at home that was very impressive uh, and you know certainly uh, missing a number of uh, key all blacks um, and even like Maybe they're not key All Blacks, but they're certainly key Auckland players who are in the All Blacks squad. So, um, you know, this season is really testing, you know, Auckland's squad depth, uh, and they're responding very well. So, you know, great performance to win by 21 uh, over, you know, the Round 7 Premiership, you know, number one team or Premiership leaders, Waikato. So, yeah, um, all of those games, <clears throat> fairly tight, or like, you know, like fairly difficult for the community to predict. Uh, but, you know, in my opinion, I think, you know, they kind of went the way I thought. Perhaps, you know, Auckland winning by 21 is, is overachieving for sure. Uh, into the three Sunday games. Uh, the first was Manawa 2 uh, at home to Southland. Uh, and it was Manawa 2 getting their first win of the season. So they'd gone seven games with no wins. They were 0-7 uh, heading into this match. Again, they were playing it at Manfield. I believe is kind of like fielding or kind of like a suburban or small town Manawatu um, away from their you know usual place of Palmerston North uh, kind of like the Wellington game uh, so yeah interesting to see like trying out a smaller ground if you will uh, and, they, and it worked a trick for them uh, worked a treat they got uh, the win 24-12 mostly uh, I guess they certainly front run it or they certainly front they certainly front-loaded the game, uh, if you will. They were they were much better in the first half than the second half, sort of just hanging on a little bit in that second half. Uh, Southland were plucky as per usual, uh, but Manawatu scored a pretty interesting try to uh, basically put the game on ice. Uh, you've got to you've got to go see the highlights or you know watch the game to uh, kind of appreciate it. But essentially, um, you know, it was a ripped ball play, uh, big man on small man, and small man ripped the ball off big man. And essentially, nobody, uh, nobody could, uh, nobody could follow basically the motion or like where the ball was. Uh, once essentially Southland had a heads up on it, um, you know the player was running, you know twenty thirty meters down the field to score. Um, so you know, pretty interesting try. That was pretty much the only thing that really went right for Manawatu in the second half, but it was enough, uh, you know, to to keep them twelve points clear in the end of Southland. So uh, well done Manawatu getting that first win at home uh, for the season uh, and breaking a pretty long losing streak there. Uh, next match, or the, the match that was played uh, at the same time, uh, the early the second early Sunday match, was uh, a Bay of Plenty at home to Hawke's Bay. Uh, and Bay of Plenty was good enough uh, to win that one 22-17 at home. So again, uh, much like they did the week before in Tauranga, uh, you know, like handling uh, Canterbury, like putting them to the sword, actually. Um, you know, again, they were good enough to beat that championship leaders, uh, Hawke's Bay, at home. Which, again, um, 
if you can remember what I was saying last week, I, I kind of thought, you know, Wellington would probably drop at home to Tasman, and I thought Hawke's Bay would probably drop to Bay of Plenty away, uh, just because... They, I think those two teams are really trying to, you know, keep their powder dry uh, for a round nine showdown. I think, you know, pretty much who wins that round for the Shield clash in round nine uh, this coming weekend will probably keep the Shield for the summer, uh, you know, and that's pretty big bragging rights in, like, New Zealand provincial rugby. So, yeah, you know, I think Hawke's Bay a little bit off, uh, you know, a little bit off there or, like, their eyes a little bit off the prize and Bay of Plenty just continuing uh, the magic, the magic revival of their season. It's been very impressive to see, you know, North Harbour over the last sort of three or four weeks, maybe even four or five weeks now, uh, and Bay of Plenty as well over the last sort of three weeks. <clears throat> Both teams have, you know, really stepped up uh, and made the Premiership uh, Maybe not so much the semi-finals race that interesting, but certainly they've made the Premiership relegation uh, battle or race very interesting. And in fact, both teams, uh, with the uh, North Harbour win over Northland and the Bad Plenty win over Hawke's Bay, both those teams now are actually ahead of Canterbury, uh, as we'll probably see later when we go through the standings, which is kind of amazing. Uh, you know, Canterbury uh, are in seventh spot in the Premiership and in danger of relegation uh, with two, two rounds to play. And then the, uh, well, on to the last match there before we can do a little bit of how did I go and what did the community uh, of 10,000 predictors, what did they predict for the week? Not much, I have to admit. Uh, but the final match was uh, Taranaki at home to Counties Manukau. Uh, and it was 31-27 to Counties away. So Counties Manukau got a, another win for the season. Uh, I believe they got a win over Manawa too when they when those two teams matched up earlier in the season. Uh, counties have been off the pace in a number of games, uh, so to you know come down to Taranaki and win, um, you know very impressive result, and definitely a very unexpected result uh, just to close out what was a very difficult uh, you know weekend of prediction. So you know well done Counties Manukau there. Uh, 31 at 27 over Taranaki away. That's a that's a really good win for you, especially uh, you know what has been going on over the last say two seasons, uh, and I believe that might have been Kieran Reed's last game uh, for Counties Manukau as well. So nice way to send off uh, the former All Black skipper. I believe uh, he's going to link back up with his um, with his Japanese club team uh, after this weekend. So nice to see him out with a win uh, after they've been trying really hard. Uh, for most of the season to, you know, uh, be competitive. So those are all the results. Uh, I just want to go back through again. I'll tell you the um, community expectation, and I'll also tell you, you know, like, how did I go? What did I pick? So I think I'll start with me um, in terms of, you know, what did I say or what were my what were my picks, basically, what were my margins? So we start with the first game there. Um, Canterbury at home to Otago, and Otago won uh, 23-16. So I picked Canterbury to win by 12, and Otago won by 7. So well off on that one. Uh, hat tip to Otago. You guys are just playing amazing at the moment. So have to start getting on that Otago train. I've been a little bit uh, reticent, or I've been uh, you know, kind of backing against them quite often. Uh, so yeah, I got nothing out of that. Uh, second match was, or the Saturday matches, um, so Wellington at home to Tasman, and, and Tasman won 19-3. So I picked Tasman to win by 5, uh, and Tasman ended up winning by 16. So I got the win point, but I didn't get the margin point. Uh, third match, uh, Northland at home to North Harbour. 
uh, North Harbour winning it 24-8. Uh, I picked North Harbour to win by 10, uh, and North Harbour won by 16. So pretty close on that one. Uh, needed to be 5, within 5, uh, to get the margin point. I was uh, 6 out on that one, so a little bit unfortunate. Uh, so got the win point, uh, didn't get the margin point. Uh, and then the third match of Saturday, uh, Auckland at home to Waikato, uh, Auckland 31-10. Uh, I picked Auckland to win by 3, uh, and Auckland won by 21. I thought that was definitely going to be a lot more of a dogfight. I thought it would be pretty, fairly high scoring. Uh, you know, Auckland certainly came to the party scoring 31, uh, but I thought Waikato would do something similar, uh, but not to be. Uh, just a really, really good performance from Auckland. So got the win point, uh, but did not get the margin point. Into the Sunday games, uh, Manawatu at home to Southland, um, 24-12 to Manawatu. So I picked Manawatu to win by 5, uh, and Manawatu ended up winning by 12, uh, You know, which uh, sort of killed me with that late runaway try, as I was trying to describe it to you, uh, which was great for Manawatu. Certainly put the game on ice and meant that they were going to get a win for the season, uh, but it sort of uh, ruined my pick, if you will. I had that one on the nose, uh, going pretty close to full-time. Uh, but not to be. So I got the win point, but no margin point. Uh, I picked by 5, and it was minute 2 by 12. Uh, second concurrent game there was Bay of Plenty at home to Hawke's Bay, and it was 22-17 to Bay of Plenty. So I picked uh, Bay of Plenty to win by 8, uh, and Bay of Plenty won by 5. So I got the win point and the margin point for that match. Uh, and then the final match on the Sunday, the, the late Sunday match, uh, was Taranaki at home to Counties Manukau, and Counties Manukau won 31-27. Uh, so I did not pick that. I picked Taranaki to win by 10, uh, and Counties Manukau won by 4. So, you know, huge result there for Counties Manukau. So, yeah, just uh, going back one more time for the community expectations. I guess uh, in terms, if you can remember there, um, there were well, seven matches. So I picked five of seven games correctly, uh, and I picked one margin point. So again, not doing particularly well by uh, in terms of uh, picking close wins or close results. Uh, only picked one margin out of seven, uh, meaning that my you know pick was within five of of the real of the real score, or the real margin score. Uh, but I did manage to get five of seven outcomes, which are uh, five of seven win points, which is uh, you know pretty good. Um, considering mm, the community of 10,000 didn't manage to, to uh, as an average, they didn't manage to pick more than 2.9 uh, for the round. So it's a very difficult round of picking. So quite happy with that. Uh, if we do go through the, the you know, the community, uh, which for the Mighty 10 Cup is about 10,000 uh, predictors, I'll just go through their expectations for each match. So Otago to beat Canterbury, it was a 50% expectation that Otago would do that, which uh, for me is quite surprising. Uh, I would have thought, you know, a wounded Canterbury with a couple of losses behind it uh, at home, I would have thought that they would have gone into that as favourites. Obviously their record uh, is not looking so great. What Otago was bringing in terms of their record was looking very good, uh, but I still thought sort of like history would say, that you know Canterbury's probably gonna you know rebound and do something you know pretty efficient pretty well uh, at home against Otago, but uh, the the community said it was a fifty fifty game uh, and it kind of turned out to be like that, uh, and Otago was good enough uh, to basically break the sixteen all deadlock and win it, uh, not too late but fairly late in the match. 
uh, second match, which was you know Tasman beating Wellington. Uh, there was a 58% expectation that Tasman would do that, uh, which I think is fair enough. Uh, again, I, I probably would have thought that uh, Tasman could have been even more favoured uh, to beat Wellington there. Again, if you were, if you're just sort of thinking about the psychology or the you know the the Ranfurly Shield dynamics that you know kind of means that I think Wellington really is motivated for round nine, not so much that performance in round eight. Uh, in terms of you know Hawk, uh, sorry North Harbour beating Northlands uh, away, that was a fifty five percent expectation. So again, I would have thought North Harbour would have been a little bit bigger, uh, or there would have been a few more people on the North Harbour uh, side of things there. Um, but you know, fair enough. Uh, Auckland beating Waikato, uh, a fifty eight percent expectation that Auckland would do that. Uh, again, I'm pretty sure most people would have been picking that somewhere between maybe 1 in 5, maybe 1 in 10 as a maximum. Uh, I don't think there would have been too many people picking you know, a 21-point win for Auckland's. Uh, into the Sunday games, uh, Manawatu uh, to 2 beating Southlands. 30% uh, expectation that they would do that. Uh, so quite happy to be on, on the right side of, of that sort of little mini upset. Pretty happy to have, to have picked that Manawa 2 win, their uh, first and possibly only uh, for the season. Uh, Bay of Plenty beating Hawke's Bay at home. Uh, there was a 40% expectation that they would do that. Again, um, you know, I think that that probably should have been much more of a 50-50 game, maybe even Bay of Plenty being favoured uh, to beat Hawke's Bay there, especially when you think about, um, you know, how the Bay of Plenty have been going for the last two or three weeks, the fact that they are a premiership team, uh, Hawks Bay are playing well, but they are in the championship. Uh, and again, you know, I think one eye off the prize, already thinking about round nine and trying to defend the shield against Wellington. Uh, and then the final match, uh, Counties Manukau beating Taranaki. That was a huge upset. Uh, 3% expectation that Counties would get that win. Um, so, you know, that was a massive upset uh, just to complete what was an already very difficult, uh, you know, round of prediction. But, you know, well done, Counties Manukau. Good to see, um, you know, the likes of um, Counties and Manawatu uh, getting some wins there. Keeping it pretty tight uh, in terms of that wooden spoon for the championship. Uh, you know, kind of brings Southland back into the equation. Uh, you know, perhaps, you know, because now that I think they're on about a five-game losing streak, Southland. So, you know, perhaps, um, you know, they, they, they might get run over there uh, by, by Manawatu or... Uh, counties Manukau, but you know both of those teams are still going to require one or two more good results to finish the year to avoid uh, you know the championship wooden spoon. So let's get into uh, round nine and have a quick squiz through the games, and I'll just tell you who I think is going to win on a Monday, uh, but I won't be telling you the margin until next week. I think you guys know the deal um, if you've been listening to this before. So let's get through it pretty quick. Um, first game, the Friday night game, is Southland at home to Otago. So Otago involved in its second big uh, derby. Uh, obviously, you know, the Canterbury derby uh, is pretty huge. Although you'd have to say probably the Highlanders and Crusaders have kind of uh, superseded um, the, you know, Otago-Canterbury, if you will, like uh, provincial uh, derby. So, but certainly the Southland Otago Derby is alive and well uh, at provincial level, uh, and that's going to be in Southland at Invercargill on the Friday night. So that should be a pretty good one. I'm sure they'll get a good crowd along for that. Obviously, you know, a tale of two teams there. Um, Southlands are uh, on a five-game losing streak, like I just said. 
uh, Otago are on a four-game winning streak. So, you know, totally different, um, you know, coming at this from totally different places. Uh, into the Saturday games, uh, I think it's going to get pretty loud here. Um, there's a, a rubbish truck um, blaring uh, classical music to basically get everybody to come out of their houses and drop off their recycling and rubbish. So I think it's going to get pretty loud uh, in the background here. Uh, apologies for that, but I'm just not going to stop. So, uh, Saturday games. Second match is Auckland at home to Northland. I think, uh, you know, it's pretty solid or, you know, pretty inevitable that Auckland's going to win that match on a Saturday afternoon. Um, second match of Saturday will be uh, North Harbour at home to Counties Manukau. Again, I think, you know, North Harbour's going to win that at home and win it pretty comfortably. Uh, third match of Saturday is Tasman uh, at home to Canterbury. What a huge game that's going to be. Uh, Canterbury are really going to need to pull something out in terms of actually getting a win. Uh, they're on a three-game losing streak now. Uh, so, yeah, they're really going to have to come to Tasman. Um, I think they're playing in Blenheim, so in Marlborough, not Nelson. Uh, but they're going to have to come up to Tasman, the province, and they're going to have to get a win uh, for sure. Otherwise, I think, you know, their season is looking like a relegation to the championship for 2021, which would be, you know, I guess the first time ever. So a huge match there, probably match of the round. Uh, although, in saying that, obviously I'm a Wellingtonian as well. So on the Sunday games, uh, Hawke's Bay at home to Wellington. That's going to be a Ranfurly Shield match from Napier. Um, so that's a, well, I guess I should say I'm, I'm talking a bit too quick there. I do believe Tasman are going to beat Canterbury. Uh, in that match. I think Canterbury's going to need it, they're going to want it, but uh, I think Tasman are going to be good enough uh, to beat Canterbury, um, you know, in round nine. On to Sunday matches, so Hawke's Bay uh, against Wellington uh, from Napier. Uh, that's going to be a Renfrew Shield match, it's going to be huge. I'm really looking forward to that, uh, and I'm going to back Wellington uh, to turn up there in Napier and get the job done. So that will be a very, very interesting one. Uh, the other two matches for Sunday, uh, Waikato at home to Bay of Plenty. Again, a couple of neighbours, a um, couple of rivals. Uh, you know, Bay of Plenty travelling well with three wins now. Uh, but, you know, I think Waikato probably has a little bit too much class there uh, overall. Uh, and then the final game of the round will be Manawatu uh, at home to Taranaki. Uh, and I think uh, it's also from Fielding, same place that they just picked up their win against Southland. But I think uh, Taranaki will rebound from that county's loss, and they'll be too good for Manawatu. So those are the games, or that's what I'm uh, predicting for uh, around nine. Okay, part two, take two. So unfortunately, yeah, I had some sound issues outside my house. Uh, and made a stop, uh, stop pretty much at the end of what did I think is going to happen for round nine. Uh, came back, I did about a 15-20 minute podcast uh, to finish off, like a part two to finish this, uh, and unfortunately uh, it didn't get saved or uh, my app had some sort of crash. So I'm going to have a second really quick go at doing what I have just done, uh, which is pretty much like finish off talking to you about... Um, well, I guess what I will do is just really quickly recap round nine uh, and who do I think is going to be the seven winners. Uh, then I'll basically tell you uh, about the link, um, you know, the uh, good article uh, that I generally link to every week. It's a good, um, say, round wrap-up. Uh, and then we'll have a quick look at the Mitre 10 Cup standings, uh, and then that will be it. So I'm going to make it really fast. Uh, 
because uh, I just pretty much did this uh, and unfortunately lost the content. So just to recap, they're round 9 games, the 7 games. So Southland at home to Otago, I've got Otago for a win. Uh, Auckland at home to Northland, I've got Auckland for a win. Uh, North Harbour at home to Counties Manukau, I've got North Harbour for a win. Uh, Tasman at home to Canterbury, probably match of the round. Uh, hopefully for both of those teams' sake uh, it will be. Uh, and I've got Tasman uh, to win that one. Uh, on to the Sunday games. Uh, Hawke's Bay at home to Wellington. I've got Wellington to win that. So I've got Wellington to uh, get up and win the round for the Shield, take it off Hawke's Bay uh, in Napier. Uh, Waikato at home to Bay of Plenty. I've got Waikato for the win. Uh, and Manawatu at home to Taranaki uh, from Manfield, from Fielding, uh, where they won last week in round eight. But I've got Taranaki to be good enough to come there and beat them this week. Uh, something Southland couldn't do. So yeah, those are my predictions for round nine. Or those are my teams that I think are going to win. Uh, obviously, yeah, you get the margin next week. Um, find out how I went in terms of, yeah, how close did I go? Or how close, uh, you know, were my outcomes to the real, to the real thing? So yeah, moving on quickly to uh, allblacks.com where I find that um, wrap-up of the Mighty Ten Cup uh, round by round. It's a good little article, uh, generally written by uh, Lynn McConnell, I believe. Uh, so the article this week is called Auckland Back on Top of the Premiership, uh, which is obviously a fact uh, after they put away Waikato, who were the Premiership leaders. Uh, they put them away by 21 points, 31-10 uh, at home in Auckland. So Auckland overtook them, uh, as did Tasman, actually. Uh, and Waikato are now sitting third with Auckland on top. So I'll just quickly read you through the uh, sort of opening paragraph. Um, you can hopefully see the link and uh, click through it. Uh, it's a good one for you um, if you're, you know, following the Mighty 10 Cup uh, from a distance. Basically, you know, gives you a summary of each game uh, and also gives you the YouTube video highlights. So, you know, two, three, four minutes uh, for each match as well. So, yeah, that's why I'm posting them for you. Uh, so, like I just said, um, you know, pretty pretty basic, pretty blatant uh, headline there. Auckland back on top of the Premiership. So, uh, playoff spots in the Mighty 10 Premiership are still wide open with two rounds left and only 11 points separating the seven sides after the eighth round of games over the weekend. Don't really agree with that, though. Um, I believe pretty much the top four are pretty sorted and it's really the bottom three that are in sort of like in a, in a real ding-dong you know, relegation effort. Uh, if Wellington does lose the round for the Shield, they could, you know, join that join that problem, if you know what I mean. But certainly, you know, Waikato at three, Tasman at two, Auckland at one, uh, they will definitely be uh, semi-finalists this year. Uh, so facing the most work to qualify are, talking about the Premiership, uh, last place Canterbury, who suffered a rare home loss to Otago to start the round. Well, you know, I think it's pretty much over for Canterbury qualifying for the finals. It's really about them getting at least one, maybe even two, wins against very, very good teams, i.e. Tasman away, Auckland at home. If they, don't, if they get no wins, they get blank, they lose two more, well, then they're definitely relegated for uh, the season. Uh, North Harbour beat Northland, but are still only one point ahead of Canterbury, with both sides wary of relegation prospects. Also sitting nervously in that vein are Bay of Plenty, who are two points clear after their win over Hawke's Bay. Yeah, but I mean, North Harbour is at home to Counties Manukau uh, this weekend, so that should certainly see them extend and or, you know, go up on both Bay of Plenty and Canterbury, 
and you know they could be significantly advanced from both of those teams. They could, in fact, even be challenging Wellington, uh, you know, for fourth spot uh, if they were to get say uh, five points out of their home match against uh, a championship team, a counties. Uh, and Wellington was to not challenge successfully for the Shield, was to lose the Shield challenge. Um, you know, North Harbour would be well and truly right there with with Wellington. So really, it's it's about what North Harbour can do. Uh, I think Bay of Plenty have too much of a tall order playing away against um, Waikato and then also having to, you know, play North Harbour at home for the final round. So, yeah, really it's up to, you know, North Harbour, you know, what can they do? Can they punch their way into the top four? I think, you know, Bay of Plenty and Canterbury are kind of out of it uh, at present. So, uh, last part there, uh, in the championship, Otago are three points clear of Hawke's Bay, while Northland, Taranaki, in spite of their loss to Counties Manukau and Southland, are in the hunt to complete playoff berths. Again, not quite sure if I agree with that. Um, certainly, you know, Otago are the leaders over Hawke's Bay, then there is a massive gap to Northland, and I think Taranaki are quite comfortably in fourth spot. Uh, you know, and it's really, you know, Counties Southland and Manawatu are again battling it out, sort of like a three-way battle for, um, you know, the wooden spoon. I think there's only one point or two points between the three teams. So yeah, that is the article. Have a bit more of a look by yourself uh, and, you know, check out the video highlights. Uh, there's definitely some good rugby over the weekend, some good hard games uh, and some, um, some really good results or some good upsets uh, if you're a neutral. So let's have a look at the standings. Uh, just want to have a really quick look at the Premiership. Um, apologies, but this is actually the second time I'm doing this, um, but I lost it, or, you know, the app basically uh, died on me, so I'm going to be very fast here. Uh, so, yeah, have a look at the Premiership teams, uh, and then maybe look at the top two in the Championship, as the Championship is basically the, you know, B division, and it's really about winning it and getting promotion for next year. So, well, let's have a look at the Premiership. So, one is Auckland. Uh, they have a, uh, they've won six, lost two, 30 points. Two is Tasman, they've won six, lost two, and 29 points. Uh, three is Waikato, uh, won six, lost two, and 27 points. So as you can see, it's just bonus points separating the, the top three teams. Uh, fourth spot is Wellington, uh, they've won four, lost four, 24 points. Eight bonus points for Wellington, which is really keeping them out of the relegation conversation at present. They're only actually three back from Waikato, which is quite an anomaly. Um, fifth spot is Bay of Plenty. Um, Four wins, four losses, and 21 points. Uh, sixth spot is North Harbour. Four wins, four losses, and 20 points. And seventh, last, and in relegation at present is Canterbury. Uh, three wins, five losses, uh, and 19 points. So yeah, you know, three teams uh, only separated by two points in terms of Bay of Plenty, North Harbour, and Canterbury, five, six, seven. Uh, but yeah, see how, how things go. Essentially, you know, if Wellington can challenge for the Shield successfully uh, against Hawke's Bay uh, in Napier, they'll pretty much kind of end the conversation as to, you know, who are going to be the top four for the uh, for uh, this year, I think. Uh, if they aren't good enough to win that Shield, aren't good enough to win the Shield, um, I would imagine Harbour will be good enough to beat Counties Manukau, and it's going to be a very tight, uh, you know, round 10 as to, you know, is it Wellington, is it Harbour that makes up that fourth spot uh, for the Premiership. In terms of the semi-finals, um, yeah, and I would have you'd have to say Bay of Plenty is looking pretty reasonable as well in terms of avoiding relegation, just with the fact that you know Canterbury has basically the two best teams in the competition, Tasman away and Auckland at home uh, to finish. So it's going to be really hard for Canterbury to get off of that seventh spot uh, in the championship. Uh, number one is Otago. 
uh, amazing season for them. So four wins in a row now uh, with that win over Canterbury on the weekend. So uh, they have six wins, two losses, and 29 points. Very impressive season for a championship team. Uh, second spot is Hawke's Bay, who have five wins, three losses, and 26 points. So they are still in the conversation. Um, you'd probably kind of expect Otago to put a bit of a marker down on Friday night, uh, win and win well against Southland. Uh, and then obviously Hawke's Bay are going to have a very big uh, challenge with you know Wellington turning up. So I would say uh, you know, Otago will be really looking to um, you know, qualify top, qualify first uh, with a round to play. Um, you know, that would be, I would imagine, what, what they're hoping in terms of getting a good result for themselves in, uh, in Southland and in Chicago, uh, and then Hawke's Bay, uh, you know, perhaps dropping to Wellington and losing the Shield. Uh, it's a pretty big drop back down to third. Uh, I'll just give you the listing. So third is Northland, uh, but they're like eight points away from Hawke's Bay with, you know, two rounds left. Uh, fourth is Taranaki, fifth is Southland, sixth is Counties Manukau, and seventh is Manawatu. They are still in last place, even though they got that win, their first for the season. But yeah, you know, Southland in fifth spot is on 11, uh, Counties in sixth spot is on 10, and Manawatu in seventh spot is on 9. So, you know, it's a real it's a real tight race. It's a three-way battle there for, you know, who gets the wooden spoon. So yeah, uh, good stuff. I think that is definitely going to be it for me. So that was basically part two, uh, part two, try to, take two, if you will. Uh, so thanks for listening if you did. Um, yeah, doing these on Anchor FM, uh, which kind of let me down just before. But generally speaking, it's been a pretty good, pretty good place, or uh, it's been a good app, it's been a good service. So yeah, um, I generally listen to my podcasts on Spotify, so I would recommend also, you know, listening to this on Spotify uh, if you do or if you want. Uh, it's also available on Google Podcasts. That's a, another platform that I recommend. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you go to my homepage, uh, my Anchor homepage, you'll find uh, the Rugby Gods podcast there. You can listen, of course, but there are another like five or six options, including Spotify uh, and you know uh, Google Google Podcasts to listen to this on. Um, so yeah, uh, one more thing to do. Can you please give me a like and or follow on my Facebook page? Um, that'd be great so the Rugby Gods podcast if you search for that uh, and, and Facebook there should be um, basically a Facebook page that turns up it's mine so yeah yeah, please give it a like give it a follow uh, send me a message if you like uh, I'd love to chat to you about all things rugby uh, that'd be great uh, yeah so you can probably tell I'm pretty close to you know I really just want to basically sign out peace out of this so I hope you're having a good week uh, I hope good things are happening for you, and I hope you are doing good things. So yes, uh, that's pretty much it from me. Uh, enjoy your week, and I'll see you uh, next Monday, pretty sure, uh, where I'll probably have a couple of podcasts, uh, because I will definitely be reviewing uh, you know, round nine of my 10 Cup, doing the old review preview, like I've just done tonight, or in this episode. But I think I'll also do uh, an entire review of the Bledisloe Cup series, uh, you know, the four matches that have just been of oh, well, the three matches that have been so far and the fourth match that will be played this coming uh, weekend, uh, November 7th, I think, is Bledisloe 4, and that's basically the end of that. So, yeah, I'll probably have a double podcast uh, next Monday. All right, thank you very much. Uh, take it easy and have a great week. Bye-bye.